0: Welcome to the TPS5 for the week of February 12th, 2021. TPS5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our lead story this week is from Forbes and describes how Best Buy, Walmart, and Amazon are leading the way in selling wellness solutions. The article starts with describing how Jeff Bezos, former CEO of Amazon, has always had an interest in healthcare and pharmaceuticals. But he's not alone. Nearly every major retailer is setting their sights on this huge, expensive, and highly inefficient category. One in which America spends more and more and gets less and less in return than any other country in the planet. A prior episode of this podcast talked about the rise and fall of Amazon's venture into health, Haven. In a January statement, Bezos was quoted as saying that Haven worked very well as a place to come up with ideas and test them, but added, now that we're ready to implement, we realize that doing so independently makes the most sense. As the article points out, Haven may be another example of Amazon trying something and failing fast, only to come back and succeed on an extremely high level. That scenario has played out many times in the history of the company, and if Bezos can change that paradigm and the financial incentives from treating diseases to incentivizing preventative practices, they may very well crack the code that has been so elusive for so long. Another major retailer that has become focused on wellness is Best Buy. In 2005, Best Buy, in conjunction with a Minnesota-based healthcare provider and pharmacy, launched a concept named EQ Life. The objective was to create one of the first major destination health and wellness retail concepts. This prototype was an 18,000-square-foot store that was launched in Edina, Minnesota, and combined both health and wellness products and a broad range of service offerings. The service site included a complete spa and salon, makeup consultations, aromatherapy, wellness programs, yoga, and Pilates. Also available were nurses and dietitians, a complete pharmacy, a caribou coffee shop, and even the tech services of the Geek Squad. This concept store featured more than 10,000 products, including many health, wellness, and herbal remedies, as well as exercise equipment, air purifiers, and more. Unfortunately, it also included more than a little of Best Buy's core technology products, which seemed to dilute the overall effectiveness of the concept. And so by April of 2006, a little more than a year after it opened, they closed the store. Today, Best Buy's wellness focus is on the home, promoting aging in place, Best Buy Health uses connected technology to make home the center of better health. It offers tech-enabled interactions with trained professionals to facilitate in-home care. And their press release states that we're a team of social experts who provide around-the-clock support, getting to know our customers individually and filling the gaps in the continuum of care. They claim to be able to build meaningful virtual interactions with mom or dad and offering a highly personal care experience. Meanwhile, there's Walmart. As the article states, who is better to combine everyday low prices with an efficient healthcare delivery system than Walmart? They launched Walmart Health in September of 2019 via their first primary care clinic located in Dallas. The number has risen to more than a dozen of full-service, best-in-class care facilities. And as would be expected with Walmart, the concept is extremely well-developed and seamlessly executed. Besides feeling family-friendly, it celebrates price transparency through posted service menus. Walmart also completed the makeover of The Wellness Hub, an online guide to healthy living. This website allows users to shop for specific goals in four categories, including self-care, workout fuel, mental wellness, and better nutrition. They also offer a number of Live Well podcasts connected with managing diabetes, blood pressure monitoring, and family vaccinations. Add to that Walmart's 15,000-plus pharmacists, in conjunction with the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, they are now also administering COVID-19 vaccines at select Walmart pharmacies in 22 states. Besides these big companies, there are also some very interesting niche plays in wellness. In December, Inc. magazine inaugurated a best in business list. They said, Our newest awards celebrate companies big and small making a superlative impact on their industries, their neighbors, and our world. The honorees came from 37 different categories, including health, wellness, software, retail, business services, and more. In 2008, Dean Halverson and Wayne Glowack published Healthcare Tsunami, which summarized over 25 years of experiences consulting for the healthcare industry. In the simplest terms, their thesis supports this increasingly popular notion that boosting preventative care is a significant opportunity in the marketplace. With millennials now in their 30s, and with 10,000 boomers hitting 65 every day, companies that are focused on wellness and health lifestyle products and services should be well-positioned for growth across a multi-generational spectrum. If COVID-19 has taught us anything, it is that protecting our health and maintaining a strong immunity system may be the cheapest health insurance policy going. You can read more about this in our show notes. And now, other stories from this week. Harvard Business Review asks, why is it so hard to become a data-driven company? To compete today, companies need to be data-driven, but for mainstream legacy systems, that's easier said than done. A survey of Fortune 1000 senior executives finds that many companies are still struggling against not just legacy technology, but embedded cultures that are resistant to new ways of doing things. A Stat Opinion article entitled It's Time to Be More Open-Minded to Newcomers Moving into Health, Even from Tech, shares why Silicon Valley types like to talk about disrupting things, but healthcare as an industry doesn't really want to be disruptive. And what should you do about that? Kast and Hugh publish a great blog post that's called Customer Experience, Why Do We Need It and How Do We Define It, which shares why an organization should value customer experience and how best health systems can start to understand the definition of what that actually means. Lastly, be sure to check out the Source podcast, providing innovative telehealth solutions. Intel and Cleveland Clinic discusses their collaboration. It shares how Intel and Cleveland Clinic has collaborated to provide innovative telehealth solutions during the pandemic, including at-home monitoring of patients with COVID-19. You can find all the links to these articles in our show notes. And that's it for this week's TPS5. If you like the latest in healthcare news and an email delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media website at touchpoint.health. Stay safe, be positive, and have a great week.